Hi, Barry. Hey, Felicity. How you doing, Dig? You're fast. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Real Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, I have Axelon. Axelon, welcome to Hero Talk. Good to be back. It's been a while. It's It has. It's been probably... I don't want to ruin it for the people who like were listening to all of my pre-recorded podcasts over the last six plus months. But it's probably <laughs> been like close to eight months since we've actually recorded anything. Uh, I think December was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it is. We are back, and we are back into the CW universe, or DC CW verse, or Arrowverse, or however they actually call that. Is uh, it Flareoverse? I think it's Flareoverse. Do they call it the Flareoverse now? The Flash Arrowverse, yeah. That makes more sense. I mean, I, I say Arrowverse because I go to the Arrowverse wiki when I want to look stuff up. Ah. So, But I don't think it's necessarily fair to give Arrow the top billing just because he was first. Because <laughs> he's certainly not the most popular. Uh, let's Let's talk The Flash Season 1. So, for those of you who don't remember, The Flash Season 1, that was the season where there was an evil speedster. And Barry wasn't fast enough, so don't confuse that with Season 2, with the other evil speedster that Barry wasn't fast enough to beat, or Season 3, with the evil speedster that Barry wasn't fast enough to beat. Yeah, I can't remember what he did to beat him. Was it Run Faster? I think he had to run faster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Running Faster. <laughs> Alright, so if you haven't figured out by now, this is going to be a spoiler podcast. Folks, nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. All right, so we've we've actually we've talked about Barry Allen a little bit before because he uh, he showed up in season two of Arrow, which we both quite liked. Indeed, yes. But a lot of what happened to Barry, we've actually seen those scenes play out before. In fact, those were, I believe, the same scenes they filmed for Arrow. I think a lot of them, or at least some of the initial shots were, yeah, him yeah. being like hit by lightning and stuff. Yeah, and... the lightning shots of and him in his loft. I think that was all the stuff they filmed for Arrow. But like the additional. Him going to Star City or to Central City and, and having come back from Starling and all. They, they they really do downplay what he was doing when he was in, in Star City. Or, I guess, Starling City. I had to get used to hearing that again. That's right, yeah. It was Starling City back then. Yep. Yeah, so the reason I kind of I kind of make note of that is because... I'm going to skip way ahead here, but in the Gorilla Grodd episode of of uh of the flash which i don't remember what it was the the i'm gonna actually look that up i just call it the monkey one but i know monkey's not even the right one so grod <laughs> lives is the name of the episode so in that episode yeah. we finally get a good look at the crisis article enough to screen cap it and read it and they specifically refer to the arrow on that as being from star city ah well there we go so they, it was definitely in the works at some point in time so did you ever actually read that article I did not, no. I, I assumed it was gibberish, aside from, like, the main headline, so oh. I never bothered. So, the, the article about the Flash is an actual article about the disappearance of the Flash. The article below that about the Wayne Tech and uh, Queen Industries merger, that's total gibberish. Ah, okay. That's so talking accurate. about, like, DNA strands or something like that. It means nothing. <laughs> but the actual article, it, it, it details it? it. It basically says that there was this big battle between the reverse Flash and the Flash and Arrow... And they specifically, I think, said Arrow, which is kind of odd because, you know, he's the Green Arrow now. Hey, these timelines are so fragile. Yeah, they're so... But So, yeah, it was, uh, it was Green Arrow and the Flash and Hawk Girl and the Atom. And they were all fighting the Reverse Flash. 
And then at some point in time, there was there was very heated discussion between Flash and Reverse Flash, and then they both <laughs> kind of ran away, and then nobody ever saw Flash again. Yep. So it's kind of an odd like combination of heroes to fight the Reverse Flash, it, though. It really, it really <laughs> was, especially considering like all of the stuff that that has you know since happened. Yeah. Oh, so no, I'm I'm looking back at the article. I need to correct what I said. It did say Starling City's Green Arrow is what it says. Oh, uh, hmm. So that's, that's kind of odd that it still had Starling City, but the Green Arrow. So I guess I guess, I guess they, they had plans planned ahead for that. Maybe. Yeah. I I had thought for I I read it a couple weeks ago, but I, I thought it had said Star City's Green Star City's Arrow. But uh I apparently had gotten it backwards in my head about what they were looking forward to because it says Starling City's Green Arrow. Hmm. Oh well, potato, potato. Yeah. Now, what I what I would like to to be informed about is like I wonder if they've I wonder if they've changed anything. You know, like with with all of his gallivanting around time, did Flashpoint do any of any thing to this article? The only time oh. it, the only time it's ever been legible enough to actually read is when when uh, Harry Wells showed uh, Eddie that one time. I I don't know if Flashpoint ever did anything to that article. I don't think. I wouldn't think so, but who knows? Yeah, but anyway, we've talked enough about that article. So, and anyway, let's talk about the cast because we've really been we've already been over the synopsis. Uh, Barry Allen gets struck by lightning, gets super speed. Then there's an evil speedster. He's not fast enough. In terms of the the evil speedsters, the big villain Barry's not fast enough. This is the only season where I think. They, they A, earned it and could have gotten away with it because it makes sense why Barry isn't fast enough and why the, they even explain why the evil speedster is. Uh-huh. And they also sort of... What I appreciate that they didn't do as much is there wasn't this whole slow buildup of, well, who is the reverse Flash? Oh, no, they were just like, it's him. Yeah, they <laughs> we, we, get, we get one episode of who is this guy, and then at the end of that episode, they're like, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> It was like that's. It was like wow. <laughs> yeah, but that's but, the, you know, the, it's it's funny because yeah. it, in many ways that 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 encapsulates the differences between the Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no like brooding secret that's kept for an an entire season. It's just like no, no, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I I do I do appreciate when they when they just showed because now I get to sort of and you there's there's a lot of subtlety to how Tom Cavanaugh plays uh, Harrison Wells or Eobard Thawne or the Reverse Flash I don't know mm-hmm. how you want to say that I kind of always know him as Wells uh, when yeah, I, when I, I speak about Wells. the character I say Doctor Wells I would say if you counter that to how the uh, because there's two actors that play Eobard Thawne, basically. Yeah. You know, one you have Tom Cavanaugh, and then the other you have, and I'm trying to look up the other guy's name, Matt Letcher. Yes. I like Tom Cavanaugh's Eobard Thawne about 1,000 times better than I like Matt Letcher's. Yeah, and, you know, that's... It's kind of unfair to Matt Letcher just because, like, he's barely in <laughs> in okay. the Flash at all. He yeah. just kind of, like, pops up, like, a scene or two. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like the quote unquote like real face or whatever, but yeah, yeah, Tom Cavanaugh he just he was you know Wells or Eobard Thawne, excuse me for ninety nine percent of the show, right. so I think it's only natural that we gravitate to him more. Right, but then I so I'm looking ahead now, and in Legends of Tomorrow, Eobard Thawne actually starts playing a fairly large role in season two. Ah, oh, I haven't seen season two of Legends. Yeah, yeah so Eobard Thawne will actually 
Which, in that one, it's... So he shows up, and the legends are all like, well, who is this guy? We have no idea. And they, they're trying to figure out who he is, uh-huh. and I'm rolling my eyes, and it's like, you you honestly don't know who he is? <laughs> really? But, all right, so... Anyway, but yeah, he uh, he actually he's uh, he's in quite a bit of season two, and so I so you get to see you get to see Matt Lesher's quite a bit in Legend of Tomorrow. Oh, and okay. Th- I just think you know Tom Cavanaugh's was far more sinister, far more. I he he's more of a legitimate villain. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Than than he was in the in the Legend of Tomorrow, and then what I. I don't understand how the time travel would work with a speedster because Eobard Thawne keeps getting stuck in the present. <laughs> but Barry kind of zooms in and out and no big deal and lots of people just fly through time with without any really big deal. I mean, it's it doesn't seem like... The only person who seems to have any problem with it is Eobard Thawne anytime he shows up in current day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like his curse or something. I don't yeah. know. Like everyone else just is just fine time traveling. He gets stuck mm-hmm. and he just hates his life. And yeah. but then um, in Legends of Tomorrow, he doesn't get stuck. And so I don't understand what was going on. It's I, I don't know. It's just kind of time travel is such a confusing concept to tackle. Right. I mean, and, it's like they just go crazy with it. I've tried to read all the explanations as to you know why would he lose his connection to the Speed Force? Oh well, he prevented Barry Allen from being born. But then when he, or prevented Barry Allen from getting his powers, the Flash from being born, I should say. Mm-hmm. But then once Barry gets his power, shouldn't that just be like, well, zippity doo dah, here I go, I guess. Yeah, I'm, that was weird. I, I, don't, I don't understand why, like, how any of this feasibly, I don't know. It was, I've, I have long since learned that when it comes to the time travel in the, in the CWDC universe, I just hit the I believe button. I'm just going to take whatever you say at face value, no matter how little sense it actually makes. Oh, yeah, Speed Force. It just works. Yeah, because what you're going to tell me makes no sense at all. I'm just going to I'm just going to accept it. I'm just going to accept that that's the way it is. And I'm just going to move on with my life because I'm, I would I it, quite frankly, if you stop to think about anything, it doesn't make much sense and you'll give yourself a headache. And I have a full page of notes here about stuff that happens <laughs> that I'm just like, how and what and why? And oh, like I, I have so many problems with just like. Like the 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 logical like how and why is when it comes to the Flash it it is so bad but I just have to I have to ignore it yeah I just have to be like okay I just you know, take a breath and just move on because yeah. <laughs> they're never going to explain like the hows or whys it's, it just happens right time remnants will never make sense to me ever and and I'm I guess I'm just gonna have to live with that uh the the time mirage also doesn't make sense the way it was presented but I'm gonna I'll deal with that as well. Uh, <laughs> Another thing is is the Flash's powers seem so arbitrarily spiked and there there's peaks and valleys almost. There's Oh yes. In some ways, like Flash can move so fast that he can move out of his apartment and move into Joe's house in the span of literally 1 second. Mhm. But then when a villain wants to get away, they distract the Flash for like half a second and the Flash looks and he's gone and the Flash, the fastest man alive, says, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it." He got away. I, I am so glad you brought this up because th- this this has been bugging me ever since I first learned about the Flash as a character like so long ago. I was like, how? Like, there is no way. <laughs> like, like um, Captain Cold. I'll use him as an example. Mm-hmm. How in the world is he a problem for the Flash? Uh, so remember that episode <laughs> when there was the big showdown and it was Captain Cold and Heat Wave against the Flash. Mm-hmm. And the Flash rolls up and then he stops and he talks to those guys, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. why did you stop? <laughs> why, 
You could literally just run up on them, take both their guns away, disassemble them, take them both to jail before either one of their brains can register what just happened. It's so true. Like, I don't know if you've seen um, the the more recent X-Men movies like Days of Future Past or... Uh, So I've seen Days of Future Past and First Class. I have not seen Apocalypse. So in Days of Future Past, you know that Quicksilver scene? Yes. That's how the Flash should be. That is the Flash all the time. Like, it boggles my mind that he ever has problems with not speedsters. (laughs) I know, because that's really how it should be. And especially, there's times in season one we see him outrun lightning. There's times in season one where, like, in I think it was, like, episode two, uh, where he's talking to Iris, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, making coffee or whatever. And, like, he, like, basically, like, stops time. And he's, like, running around her, like, confessing all his feelings and all this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's literally, like, not moving. That's how fast he's going. It's like, there's no way you, you should ever have problems with a non-speedster right. opponent. Right, and then somehow Captain Cold, yeah. Is... Yeah, this is like, no, like, how? <laughs> just just run up and take the guns. And this is also, though, if, if you remember, in, in we're going to talk a little about Arrow Season 3. But at the end of this season, oh, God. <laughs> when, when Arrow came and helped him out, and Arrow said, hey, I need you to do something for me, and uh-huh. then Barry Allen runs to Nanda Parbat and yep. single-handedly disassembles the entire League of Assassins. The entire base, all about, of them. <laughs> in two seconds. And that's if you count the time he stopped to look at the hot tub. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> He's so overpowered. <laughs> the world's top assassins, you just took out like they were, like they were standing still. But, oh, if they have an ice gun, you hang on. Yeah, it's just, oh, no. Oh, he is a flamethrower? Oh, he- time out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with it. I mean, at least at least the weather guy, Um, at, at least he's got lightning and lightning's fast. Hey, lightning's fast. That That's more plausible. But, but it's like, no. <laughs> just yeah, no. There, at no point in time should anybody have ever be able to get away from him when he just has to look away for half a second. And at no point in time should anybody who's not super speed put up more than a 45-second fight against him. And that's including the evil monologue yes. that he has to, like, you know, professional courtesy he must allow to give or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, w- like, when he fights Cinder, he runs at him at, well, like, some 500-plus miles an hour. I don't remember exactly how fast he had to go. It basically, he ran, like, like six mi- like five or six miles away mm-hmm. and then runs all the way back and punches him. It was <laughs> yeah. But then when he does it to Grodd, somehow the gorilla catches the punch midair. Yes, that made no sense. Like, how? How, how, like, is, how fast is he traveling that you can do that? Like, physics here. Come on. It's, <laughs> there's no Hold way. Up. And there's also a point, we had a point, we, we have completely ditched the cast at this point. We're now just talking about how yeah. ridiculous the Flash's <laughs> powers are presented. When he was fighting Arrow in, in that, which, which is, I mean, probably one of the, the most iconic parts of season one. But he's fighting Arrow. Now, I can I can believe that Arrow, as trained as he is, as relatively fast as he is, if he's throwing a flurry of punches and kicks and the Flash is just standing there dodging them just to be silly about it, I will believe that the Flash might take a shot in the face if he's just if he's not getting out of the way and instead he's just trying to dodge and be cute. Yeah, I, c- I could say if he's not really, like, not really paying attention, he's just trying to be like, aha, I'm, I'm so much faster than you, and he gets, like, like a surprise, like, you know, smack yeah. to the jaw or something. That's that's understandable. Right, because that, that I understand, because it may, that makes sense to me, because it's not like, he's not like Flash decided, I'm just going to avoid the kick by taking two steps back. Yeah. He, instead, he just decided... I'm going to Matrix gonna... dodge it. Right, he's, cool trying, he's trying to be all Neo, and he got a pop in the face. I'm okay with that. 
But it's when the Flash decides, well, now I'm going to come up and punch you at super speed, and Arrow catches the punch at super speed. <laughs> the, the, the only possible explanation, and this is as thin as it gets, but I need it so I can sleep at night, is that the Arrow would have known he was just going to punch him in the face and just decided, I'm going to put my hand up in front of my face, and hopefully he's so angry at me, he's not paying attention. Oh, since you brought up that fight. So mm-hmm. the Flash, he's got like this rage virus or whatever at the time. Yeah. He's like super angry. So he like runs at uh, Oliver, and he just starts running in circles around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does, he's not running in circles and punching him. No, or yeah, well, him yeah when he's just running. Oliver's just like, he's just standing there. He's like, I'm just going to shoot my arrow in the air and escape now. <laughs> he <Yeah>. does. <laughs> Right, because he didn't he didn't learn on? the lightning trick yet, so that wasn't it, and it didn't seem like he was trying to suck the air out of the. I I don't know what it was. Like, what were you doing, Flash? And then when the Flash just starts, you know, punching him about a thousand times. Yeah. Why stop? <laughs> I'm just saying. Why? Why stop? Oh, so that's that's my, only like yeah. maybe he was like still fighting it, like not enough to where he wasn't punching him, but he was still like holding back, like just enough, like deep down. That's that's my only way I can possibly believe yeah, this. Like he was fighting it, like internally <laughs> yeah. he had the. I I guess I don't know. the 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 good thing about this episode is this actually comes up again in a Supergirl episode where the Flash had a crossover. So she gets red kryptonited, and and uh. that didn't happen. That didn't happen in the episode, but she's she's dealing with the fallout of that, and she's like, "What? Well, people don't trust me because I was taken over and I was evil for a little bit." And Barry's like, "Yeah, I I know what that's about. <laughs> been there, done that. Been there, done. Yeah, basically, been there, done that." He gives her advice. It actually it actually works out really well. It's a good nice. It's a nice payoff, but. Yeah, in general, my my biggest critique of the series is that Barry's powers are so inconsistent. He can mm-hmm. sometimes do things in the blink of an eye, and then sometimes somebody who's not super speeded can can get the drop on him. And then sometimes he just doesn't use his super speed for reasons I don't get. Uh, a couple of key examples here. When Dr. Wells was setting off the particle accelerator, and they realize he's in the building, and so they all run... At regular speed, Barry included, <laughs> down to see where he's doing. Like, hey, hey, Bear, Bear, why don't you just go down there in the blink of an eye where you know you'll probably see him? Yeah, the man who murdered your mother <laughs> is down there. I'm just going to jog. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's definitely keep this at, at, a, at a brisk pace. Let's just don't wind yourself going, Barry. Yeah, he, he was saving stamina, all right? That's yeah. what he was. He was saving stamina. Yeah. And then another one was when they had to go in and rescue uh, rescue Joe from Girl of God. And again, this should really just be Barry Allen puts on the flash suit, cases the entire sewer system in about 4.3 seconds, finds Joe, grabs Joe, takes him back to Star Labs, and Gorilla Grodd says, what the heck was that? <laughs> no, but he doesn't do that. Like, Oliver, like, shoots him for that, remember? He never learned his lesson after being shot. Yeah, he he, he never did learn his lesson that he could he can case the entire place, but... I mean, when Oliver says you don't use your powers right, I'm sitting there saying he's right, you know. He's absolutely right. You don't. You are really, really bad at using your powers. Really bad. All right. We need. All right. We're talking about the cast now. We've I think we've we've torn it up enough. All right. We have Grant Gustin back as Barry Allen. Uh, Grant Gustin, of course, I know him from Glee and I'm sure he's been in other stuff. But Glee is what really comes to mind right now. Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know him from The Flash, so... <laughs> yeah, his his IMDb right now is like The Flash, Vixen the movie, which is apparently going to be a TV movie. Uh, pro- It says TV movie, it's probably just on the CW app. Legends of Tomorrow a couple of times, Arrow, Supergirl, The Vixen shorts, Um, a couple of video shorts as The Flash. 
he was apparently on the the 2013 His huh. Glee stuff is oh yeah, and Glee. He was Sebastian Smythe on Glee for three years. Wow, I stopped paying attention to Glee. All right, so that's that's Grant Gustin comes back as the Flash. We've talked about him before on Hero Talk. I guess a couple other people will get out of the way real quick. So Danielle uh, Panabaker is Caitlin Snow. And I am very ashamed to admit how long it took for me to figure out Caitlin Snow was going to be the the Killer Frost. <laughs> I should have known because you know I I I know the name, but it just it didn't register with me. Uh, so she's from she was she was from Sky High. I think she played a uh, a superhero on that. She was also in the 2009 Friday the 13th remake. Hmm. Couple episodes of Bones. We're not going to go too deep into her. Carlos Valdez as Cisco Ramon, who's known in the comics as Vibe, and he's been in. The, I I'm only seeing the CW stuff in his IMDb, so we're not gonna not gonna dig any further. Okay, New Blood. Okay. New Blood. Uh, introducing Candace Patton as Iris West. Uh, I I actually I in in terms of of the West family, I well Jesse L Martin plays Joe West. Yes. Which is just a stellar, stellar performance oh, from him. Man, he's one of my favorite characters on The Flash. He he is. He is easily my favorite character on The Flash. Uh, I I know him from Law & Order, first of all, where he played, I think, Detective Green on Law & Order for like nine years. Wow. He was on that show for a long, long time. Wow. So it's, it's fun to see him play a cop again, but it definitely, it took me a little while to stop seeing his Law & Order character. But, at least it doesn't done done every time he yeah. moves to a new scene with him. Because when he plays a cop and he shows up at the scene and there, he's at a, the first time we see him is at a murder, uh, and you just you're thinking like, oh, where have I seen this before? <laughs> it's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Speaking of that, that first scene in the murder, uh, something they stopped doing after a, a couple of episodes in that I kind of miss is when oh, when Barry's yeah, like the doing CSI stuff. Yeah, when he's doing like yeah. CSI vision and you see what he sees. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I wish they would go back to that. Yeah, you know, from time to time, it's just you see like, his mind at work and all the little details he processes. Right. I mean, you're, you're trying to show that you know he's also a smart character. He allegedly programmed Gideon at some point in the future, voiced by Marina Baccarin. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he he's supposed to be super smart, and they show like you know his how smart and, and how competent he is as a CSI and. Then they just kind of stop doing that, and you don't you don't see it happen anymore. I don't remember ever seeing it after season one, and I think that's it, a shame. It kind of reminds me of uh, Arrow before they really started using Felicity as a character. Like Oliver would like solve his own crimes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't see that anymore either. It yeah. feels like I don't know. I don't, I don't know like what what happened with it, between Arrow and Flash where they stopped being hyper smart about it but see, it happened to both of them right and then what you get on the other side of that is you you get basically either cisco or felicity are going to say some techno speak gibberish yes. and then hack into a satellite like you do and then they're just going to get the answer of and course. so that's uh, that's the tension of the episode is you're just waiting for felicity to just say where arrow's supposed like, to go let, let me google this okay it's this <laughs> yeah it's it it, it doesn't I don't like it. I don't think it works, and quite frankly, I think it's it's sometimes lazy writing. It, you know, not to be mean about it, but it's lazy writing. There was actually there was one time where the they kind of did the reverse, haha, of that. Uh, there was like this. Uh, it, was, it was about Firestorm, mm-hmm. and they had like the big like eight hundred page manual or whatever, like you know, uh, digital manual right. about the the entire project. Right. And she's like, Barry, can you just like speed read this? And he's like, fine, I'll do it. So he speed reads it. I was like, you couldn't just do Control F Firestorm. 
yeah. Uh, it's like the one time. <laughs> right, but but of course they had to. That's the problem is is they had to show Barry using his powers for something to help them out. Of course, even of though course, the yeah. internet can actually do that same thing. <laughs> I I sometimes get upset, and they did. I didn't see it this much in in season one, but they do this in future seasons where Barry's using a computer at super speed, and I think to myself, oh, you yeah. know, the processor it doesn't get faster just because yeah, Barry's using it. The processor and the internet does not go that fast. <laughs> Like you're still you're still limited to the information you could pull down. I mean, unless they have some like super uber PC that they let Barry use that can almost keep up with how fast he reads. But yeah, that's that's kind of silly. So next up on our list, we have uh, Tom Cavanaugh as Doctor Harrison Wells. Uh, comes back in some future seasons as some other Wellses. But I I loved his performance. Now I've only known him from comedy roles before this. I I don't think I've ever seen him in a dramatic role at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so he was on he was on the series Ed. He was also known. Uh, I I probably most know him for when he was on Scrubs and he played JD's older brother. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I immediately recognize him from. Under, understanding that he's been in a ton of other stuff. Uh, he does Disney Junior Connection play Big Jack in Doc McStuffins. Okay. <laughs> he's a Jack in the Box. He's the, he's the big one. Then he has a son. I think it's Junior. But. Ah. Yeah, he got he got a bent a bent spring one time, and Doc had to fix him up. It's uh, I recognized his voice immediately, so I was very proud of myself for that. So. <laughs> there you go. That's that's why you're the host of Hero yeah, Talk. That's that's where I'm at. So everyone can take a shot out there because I managed to work Disney Junior into another Hero Talk. So <laughs> that's the big. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to like speed through the cast, but we there's so many people. We're not going to talk about everyone. Eventually, we're going to start just talking about stuff that happened, but. Mm-hmm. At least the big ones. Uh, another guy, Eddie Thawne, was played by Rick Cosnett. Uh, his character, spoilers, I guess, even though I said this, the warning at the beginning, his character dies at the end of the season, which, I, I mean, just kind of seems par for the course with the CW shows, I guess, is somebody has to die at the end of the season. Yes, in big dramatic fashion. Yeah, so we had, I mean, we, we lost uh, Merlin's kid, Tommy, mm-hmm. in, in Arrow, and so... Eddie Thawne was playing the part of Tommy Merlin. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, it was... I like the character, but other than just... It, the the problem is when, when Reverse Flash shows up and you have some inkling that he's going to be there, you know that... I know his name is Eobard Thawne, so that makes you wonder, well, Eddie Thawne, that can't be a coincidence. That's got to mean something, right? Right, yeah. But I guess the problem with having him there as some sort of red herring is that they... <laughs> you know, they don't... They don't they don't let it linger very often, or they don't let it linger very long. They yeah, they don't really focus on him, like uh, from that perspective. I mean, yeah, they I mean, really epi- focus on it's him. a twenty-three episode season, episode nine, entitled "The Man in the Yellow Suit," which is where he sort of reintroduces himself to the world, and then they set up a trap, and so we get to see that he's not Harrison Wells, and then uh, immediately after that, we get to see no, he actually is Harrison Wells. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and and we and. I figured it was Wells because they show us in the, even in the pilot that there's more going on with Wells than we know. Right. You know, so because like I thought when I saw that scene the first time, I was like, okay, maybe he's not him because he was like, you know, beating himself up yeah. or you know, yeah. And it's like maybe he's like some other guy from the future or something. And then like, it, oh no, he's the Reverse Flash. Like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They cleared that up at least. So. Yeah. <laughs> their their explanation about the the time mirage and that's how they were both able to occupy the same space or whatever it. I'm not buying it, by the way. <laughs> like, there's at one point it's very clear when they the it's the fake image in the 
in in the the force field mm-hmm. because that's that's when Cisco finds it and that's how they have that that great scene where he gets killed by Wells before Barry runs back in time. Yeah. But so for that I understand. That's why Wells could be in the room watching the force field and the reverse flash shows up. Then they have a conversation and Wells makes sure that they they play out their roles and I get that. Uh but then when he he pulls Wells in and he starts beating him up, that I have to imagine has to somehow be I, I don't know. Was that was that being played out by was was Wells really in there at that point? Did he just sort of like run to a dark corner of the room and let two <laughs> holograms beat each other up? And then because it, it, well, then he's, when the, he's that fast, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then when the reverse when the reverse flash shows up and like takes out all the cops, it, then he has a fight with Barry. So there's no way he's running back and forth between the force field and fighting Barry Allen. That's not happening. So either the Wells that's all beat up down there is not the real Wells and just a, a hologram of injured Wells, or maybe nobody notices that Wells isn't there anymore. That, I, I say shenanigans on that. They <laughs> they did not think it through as well as they thought they thought it through. Yeah, they, they were close, but there's two, there's one contrivance too many. Yeah. Now, I like, like, you're right. They was very close. They definitely put thought into it, but yeah, not not It would have been quite. better if he had kidnapped, quote, wells and ran out the room with him right and then you know barry's chasing after him or something you know then he's like oh i put him somewhere else you know mm. flash and they, yeah. they have a little fight and then he, you know he finds wells later on you know it would work yeah. if they had done that you know they have a little fight and then you know he runs off and then you hear wells like yelling from a closet or something going like i'm yeah. in here and they find him and he's all beat up i could buy that but the beating up in front of them i i mean i it just it <laughs> It didn't work, and it wasn't altogether necessary to try to show that they weren't the same person. I think just having the conversation across the force field does that. Yeah. But, and, but once again, we're getting hung up on yeah. you know, super speed and we, powers. We, we, did not, we did not hit the I believe button for that one, and, and look, at, <laughs> look at what happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as, long as we're picking apart all, all of these topics that, that we, we put too much time into, <laughs> I have a real hard time with what who has the suit at any given point in time i mean the 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 flash suit you get the impression that it it's sitting at star labs until barry's ready to use it but then you know he he seems to change into the flash at a moment's notice no matter where he is in the city yeah so i know uh in the comics and actually uh reverse flash actually uses it in the show mm-hmm. he has like a ring Yes, he, he has he a has, ring. Like the suit yes. is somehow like microscopically compacted into it. <laughs> yes, and like it like pops out, and he like you know hops into it. But mm-hmm. I guess he actually runs to Star Labs, or maybe he has it. No, he doesn't have it on underneath his clothes. Yeah, no, he, he's not playing the Superman. No, he's not Supermaning. But like at one point in time, and I want to say it was in the pilot, he might have had it on him. But for any other times, it shows that it's in Star Labs. But then. Whenever he needs to be the Flash, he just becomes the Flash. So am I supposed to believe that he books it to Star Labs? Yes. Because yes. it just seems like even for the Flash, that's wasting time. Yes, he, he can go there, change, come back, but he can't catch an ordinary guy running away. Nope, can't do yes. that. that. That is that is what There's is happening. Nothing you can do against <laughs> Captain Cold. He's got a cold gun. Yes. You, you can't just run at zero. him really fast and take it or anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. That just really bothers me about who keeps the suit. And... I, I, I'm pretty sure he keeps it at Star Labs. Yeah. And, you know, okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're not we're not moving on with the cast. I'm going to nitpick <laughs> some more. So, when when he's talking to Iris all those times, 
and he shows that he has like the face shakiness that he can do to keep her from understanding. Uh-huh. But then every time they have this talk, it's like he has to strategically position himself so he's backlit. And I'm like, just do the shaky face thing. <laughs> just you're driving me nuts with all the weird, impossible, unlikely, and impractical backlighting. There's he's no trying way. To be, he's trying to be edgy and serious. There's no way there's that many lights directly pointed at Iris at any given point in time where you can keep doing that. Unless he's, like, actually changing the way the lights are positioned as he runs, so he's always backlit. Yeah, but he, he sucks <laughs> at using his power, so he wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm not, I have to nitpick about that. And, and you know what? You know, here's another thing. I'm sorry. We're back to nitpicking about powers. I will get, uh, back, to, I I'll get back to the cast. They're so inconsistent about the way... Like, the whole idea of him having to change into the suit is because the suit can take the friction of him running at super speed because otherwise his clothes would burn up or whatever. And we see it happens to Felicity once to make a little sight gag or whatever. But they're so inconsistent because sometimes he can go run and catch up with the reverse flash and nothing happens to his clothes. And sometimes he runs and, like, it burns his jacket off or his shoes are on fire or something. It was just... It's not consistent. Speed force. (sighs) Speed force. (laughs) It works. Speed force. All right. I also, I don't like Barry as Felicity's love interest. I'm glad they got rid of that. Oh, I'm so glad they got rid of that. We didn't need a, a love pentagon with Arrow happening. Oh, we, we, we definitely, we did not. Uh, <laughs> we, we did not need, need a love pentagon. Stupid Arrow. I don't get why he hates the name Metahuman, because he seems to be okay with it after that encounter. I, be, I know I've heard him Oliver? say Metahuman on Arrow, so I don't get why they had to make a whole point about, I don't like that name. Whatever. Get off it, Oliver. You shot a dude in the leg with an arrow to get a name that a subpoena could have gotten. So don't give me that. That was so... When they're like, oh, I got you a name. Oh, you got us a name? He was renting from an individual. You don't think we could have gotten that information from him? You don't think a <laughs> no, judge would have signed that? I had, to, I had that? to put an arrow in his face. Yeah. I, he, he had the name of a suspect in a crime. I think the district attorney could have gotten us that name. Thank you. Whatever. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm done. As soon as I talk about the cold gun... The, the, the timeline of the cold gun was inconsistent, and this bothers me, because when, when first of all, why do, you, why do you try to meet with a supervillain, hand him a special weapon, and then think it's not going to be used against you? Like, where's your, I mean, that's just not good practice. That's just not how you do business if you're in the illegal arms dealing world. I'm sorry. You, you don't give a guy oh, the yeah. option of, or you can just shoot me, and then you get all the guns for free. That's yeah, not. His fate was sealed as soon as he said, I'm the only one who knows about this gun. Yeah, That's who else knows about one. this gun? <laughs> Literally everybody. That's what he should have said. I, I have tapes. This is being live-streamed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what, what he ends up doing is uh, he says that the, he got it from Star Labs right after the incident, but then later on in the same episode, Cisco's all, well, the janitor didn't show up this morning, so it might have been him one or two days maybe. Okay, which one is it? Is it right after the incident when security was light or did the janitor take it that morning and, yeah, and he's so upset was... like you created a gun that could slow down barry allen but i thought well if you created it if they got it right after the incident then they didn't know about barry allen so i don't i don't get it it just it didn't make sense to me it seemed Plus... like they probably they probably had a rewrite somewhere in there where they they had it be one thing and then they thought well wouldn't it be yeah. wouldn't it be a neat idea if cisco built it to stop barry and so they did that but they didn't fix the old scene yeah, plus, is like, so he knows, you know, Eobard Thawne, he's from the future. Surely he knows who Captain Cold is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why he was so enraged by 
Yeah, what, this is not like some deviation in the timeline. Captain Cold is like a staple yeah. Flash villains. <laughs> most of most of this stuff that's happening, he should probably be aware of, or at the very least, be able to read up on it. Yeah. In, in his future room, he so, literally so let's has say, like the Back to the Future cheat sheet where he's like, "I can yeah. look up yeah, he, the future." <laughs> he has the sports almanac. Yeah. Uh, every time Barry's like, "How do we beat him?" Wells just has to go into his little room. He's like, "How did Barry beat this guy?" Oh, uh-huh, that's what <laughs> oh, he did. He did this. He ran faster. Okay. Yeah. He comes out like, "All right, just run at like six hundred miles an hour and punch him in the face." It's so it was just it's uh, it's so the Harrison Wells thing I'm I I'm not going to get into that you know what yeah I am all right so <laughs> what what really bothers me is when in in season two of the Flash when a past Harrison or past Eobard Thawne wasn't Harry Wells at that point a past Eobard Thawne shows up they tell him about all the stuff that happened to future Eobard Thawne their past in season one of the Flash so technically nothing that happens to him should be a surprise <laughs> nothing. They say we beat you. You lost. He should he should sew up and be like, huh? I lost, huh? Well, that's a shame. Maybe <laughs> I should not do what I think I'm going to do now and rehash a new plan. I don't. Or maybe by finding out he lost. He. But either way, they they even tell him how they were found out and and stuff like that. It was. Then again, like he seems, even though he's like the big one of the big bad villains for the Flash. He seems to take more care of the timeline than Barry ever does. I don't. Know. He, he really does. He cares more about preserving time than yeah. than even than even the the Legends of Tomorrow, whose whole job is supposed to be preserving time. He seems to oh, care yeah. more. So maybe I don't know. Okay, I'm 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 way overthinking it. I am I am putting more thought than the writers did. But I just needed to bring up that one thing about Wells. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna. Why did Barry's Speed Force cause blackouts? in the hospital when he first got his powers, but then his tie to electricity just went away. His what? In in, in the pilot episode, they mentioned that uh, every time his, his, car, his heart went into cardiac arrest, there would be power failures at the uh-huh. hospital. Yeah. And and the idea was that his speed force was kicking, or his speed was kicking in, or the speed force was kicking him, or whatever, and uh-huh. it was causing blackouts. So that, But that connection between him and the electricity and the blackouts, that doesn't happen anymore. I, I thought it was because he was like, maybe he was hooked up to it, and that's why it was blacking out the hospital, whereas if, he, if he's just running around... I don't know. He's not doing that, well, so... Because I think of uh, Movie Flash from from the the uh the oh yeah that guy has like spark central yeah i mean he even even when he like at super speed glances to the left he sparks are flying everywhere and lights Mm -hmm. are going out so anyway i i just i thought maybe that was gonna be like that but i guess it wasn't all right all right i'm 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 done with nitpicking for the time being we're gonna go back to the cast <laughs> one more, one last one. So when Barry first wakes up, and the, the one of the very first things that Caitlin says to him is that she needs a urine sample. So how was he peeing this whole time? Because shouldn't he be in a catheter? You would think. And I, I mean, he just gets up and he walks away. I'm like, I need a urine sample. Like, well, why didn't you keep some of the urine? He's clearly been dispelling this entire time. <laughs> you, you expect me to believe that for nine months he didn't pee? That's that's not how that works. People who are in comas get catheters because they. They have to go. Right. And I understand that that's kind of disgusting to think about, and you don't maybe want to picture that with Barry Allen, but that's the reality of the situation. And I wouldn't have given it a second thought if they didn't explicitly have Caitlin ask for a urine sample as soon as he woke up. <laughs> but now you have this thought. Now it's going to linger there. Yeah, now it's there. Now, now, now you're all thinking of it, viewers. All yeah. of you. Now the entire <laughs> Hero Talk listening audience is now thinking of Barry Allen with a catheter. Yep. You can't are be undone. welcome. Yeah. All right. So now we're done with nitpicks. Okay, I lied. One more. 
<laughs> so after Star Labs, you know, blows up and kills a bunch of people and blows up half the city and somehow people aren't in jail and there's not a thousand lawsuits against them. Uh, so Caitlin and Cisco still work there. Nominally, I would imagine they have to be picking up a paycheck because they need to, you know, eat food and stuff. Where is all that money coming from? Uh, there is no way the government is still giving them grant money. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, there there are several scenes showing that he's not working with the government anymore. Yeah. Like with um that one general. Yeah, with General Wade Eiling. Yeah, the Kurgan. Played, played by Clancy uh. Brown, the voice <laughs> of Lex Luthor and the guard from Shawshank. And he was also in uh, Daredevil Season 2. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he, he was a captain guy, something or other. The guy who lost his arm. He, he had testified at Punisher's trial. Huh. I don't remember that. Oh, well. Um, yeah, I, I guess maybe... He, uh, Wells is just paying them because he, he looks like a filthy rich guy. Yeah, he see his is house one stinking time. rich, and yeah. and I imagine it's probably because he got back in the year two thousand and he thought to himself, "Well, if I'm going to be stuck here, I'm going to buy some stock in this Google thing. Buy some stocks, <laughs> you know, play some bets on the World Series winners." <laughs> yeah, he he must have cleaned up in two thousand four when the Red Sox won. Oh my god, he those Vegas odds. Oof. Yeah. So, I, I get why Wells has money. I get it, because he has the sports almanac. But I just don't get how Caitlin and Cisco are getting paychecks and not wondering where the money's coming from. Oh, it, oh, I, they're not wondering where it's... I, yeah. I, I, I'm assuming it's, just, it's Wells like from his own personal funds. I, I mean, I guess, but don't they question? Like, all they do is they work towards helping the Flash. They don't seem to be doing any other contract work. They're not building something for some other company. They're not actually actively doing any real research. So unless maybe I'm supposed to believe that as part of the cleanup effort from the explosion, they were given a grant from the city to effectively the shrink down to the skeleton crew of just, you know, Cisco and Caitlin and just do cleanup efforts. I guess... I mean, and I'm I am stretching to make that work. If they would allow anybody from the original project to do the cleanup after you know you blow up and you kill a bunch of people. Yeah. All right. So anyway, well, we were talking about Eddie Thawne, right? We were yes. Talking about, yes, we, we were. were. <laughs> Eddie Thawne. So I don't. He's been in the. He's in the Vampire Diaries. If you watch that sort of thing, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't either. But that's the only thing he's been in that I even recognized. So there we go. All right. Who else do we want to talk about? Captain Singh, I guess. I don't know. Patrick. I don't know. Patrick Sabangui. I. You know what? I don't. I. He was. He was. Uh. In the new Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla. I don't remember it, him either. I think he was a Persian general in 300, and he's been in hmm. some other stuff. All right. You know what? Let's let's talk about the Rogues Gallery. So the Flash. The Flash has a phenomenal Rogues Gallery. Unlike Arrow, who has to keep borrowing Batman's. <laughs> Poor Arrow. <laughs> yeah, so Batman has the best rogues gallery. We all know that. Everyone knows this. So that's the best, and we're not arguing that the Flashes is better, because people will say that they're wrong. Uh, but Arrow, obviously, he has Merlin, and then that's about it. Maybe, I mean, Deathstroke is a big one, but Deathstroke started as a Teen Titans enemy. Arrow just sort of borrowed him in, in, in some of the later runs. But the Flash there arguably has the second the second best rogues gallery. Spider-Man's got a pretty good set, too. Honestly. Yeah, I like Spider-Man's. So I, I think I think between the two of them, they are they are vying very very closely for second place, and I don't think either one of them has an edge over the other. Uh, but there's there's so many that they brought out, and I really appreciate that they came up with some some way to give them their names. Oh yeah, Cisco's yeah. like 
name generator. Yeah, shit. Cisco's decision to start naming people, I really appreciate, it. and that he keeps doing it even throughout season two. Yeah, and season three that he continues to name the people that they come across. Although in in season two, a lot of the people from Earth two came with their own names. But okay, whatever. That's not my problem. Yeah. But I, I like that they do it. And even when Arrow says something like, well, I don't give my enemies cute nicknames. And the Flash, uh, thank you, Flash, called him out on it. Immediately. <laughs> immediately called him out on it and said, well, maybe we can talk about it over coffee with Huntress and Deathstroke. <laughs> so, and he just glares at him. He's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was perfect because that's exactly how it should have gone. Arrow's like, well, I don't do that cutesy stuff. Like, yeah, yeah actually you do. You know? So, but... Uh, so who did we get to see? We saw so we saw one version of Weather Wizard in the pilot, right? And then we get to see the real Weather Wizard show up later. Uh, mm-hmm. Weather Wizard, played by Liam McIntyre, best known as Spartacus from uh, the Spartacus series on Showtime. He's uh, he's the one who took over when uh, Andy Whitfield had to leave the show due to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. So he was uh, he was Spartacus for I guess technically it was season 2 on, but there was like there was the prequel season so it doesn't really feel like season 2, it kind of feels like season 3 on, but it, it, but see the 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 last two or three seasons of the show, he that's he played Spartacus. Uh, oddly enough, when they show the picture of the two guys in the pilot episode, the other guy was not Liam McIntyre, so that was a later ad. Hmm. I paid attention, knowing that that Spartacus was coming, and I, I looked at the <laughs> picture, and yeah, it was a different guy in the pilot. So they they came up with the Spartacus stuff later, but um, it was it was interesting to see Spartacus and, and play Weather Wizard and. Uh, he's I, I like Weather Wizard. Weather Wizard's probably one of the better enemies. Like even the, the he's basically sh- like a, an evil storm. Yes, basically. Even, even to the point where the the Superman cartoon show had to borrow had to borrow Weather Wizard because Superman also doesn't have the greatest rogues gallery. Yeah, he he he's got like some big heavy hitters, and then that's it. Yeah, he's got a, a very <laughs> small handful of the big heavy hitters. But I mean, once you get by Lex Luthor and and Darkseid and Brainiac. Then you're starting to you're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, now, don't you start get me wrong. Downhill after those three. Those three are phenomenally powerful characters. They are huge bad guys. You can even throw General Zod in there. Yeah, yeah, you can throw Zod. And but okay, once you, the next step is then Parasite. Oh, that doesn't doesn't quite yeah. seem. That's, that's a huge step down from yeah. you know Luthor, Darkseid, Parasite. Hmm. Yeah. Bizarro. <laughs> I've never liked Bizarro. I really uh, okay. We're not, yeah, not going like, to talk super. I get what they're doing with him. I just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who else did we get to see? Uh, we multiplex of all people. Episode two was it? Episode two with multiplex. Yeah, it was episode two. Yeah, multiplex. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who is he played by? Played by Michael Christopher Smith. I don't know anything else he's been in right off the top of my head. So, Multiplex. I'm, I'm going to go off on a small tangent about this guy. Sure. So, he is not smart. No. At all. So, basically, like, when he clones himself, like, anything he's holding is cloned with him. Because mm-hmm. so, like, when like, he has like, a, a gun, he gets another gun. gun and all. And he made, like, yeah. five of them. So, now there were, like, five guns. It's like, you could be the best arms dealer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you doing? Like, you could be, like, so rich... So filthy rich in some, you know, third world country. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? Is that these guys, they, they lose sight of the ball and they, yeah, they, they, they just, they don't, they, they don't apply themselves correctly. I think is the best yes. thing I would say. Like if you were the weather wizard, why would you spend your time just going on this little revenge tangent when you can control the weather? 
I like that they, they, they even like bring that up. He's like, why are you robbing banks? Yeah. <laughs> you say you're God. Why, why is God robbing a bank? <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I, it, it's kind of silly. All right. So we're going to move on. So fast every man. So we got Mist. Uh, Mist was, was Kyle Nimbus. You know, I, one of my least favorite aspects of the comic books is when, when these characters were named by their creators back in the 60s, they mm-hmm. always had to like work that character's name into their real name. So Nimbus, because uh-huh. of Cloud, you get it? Anyway, uh, he's played by Anthony Kerrigan, who's actually probably better known for playing Victor Zaz in Gotham. Yes, I like him a lot more in Gotham yeah. than I do on The Flag. I mean, like, he, he fits so well he, on Gotham. He does. He, he's a... Uh, so, uh, I've, I've heard interviews with the, with the actor more than one time, and one of the, the things that you really appreciate about him is he says, you know, like, when you look at me, I don't look like the kind of guy who should be getting a lot of parts in Hollywood. He said, however, I have this look that just makes me very suitable for playing roles like Victor Zaz and playing villains like Kyle Nimbus. And so, you know, I've I've made a niche for myself doing that in Hollywood, and I've gotten a pretty decent career doing it. So you got to respect that. Yeah. So anyway, just to, to point out, so he has alopecia. So he's actually, he has baldness, and he's been bald since he was three. But he he uses that look in order to... In, in order to play a certain type of character, and he does it extremely well. Yep, yep, no complaints. Yeah, so, no, good times there. Kyle Nimbus, let's see, who else? Uh, so, I guess we have to talk about Captain Cold now, right? Yes, yeah, Captain Cold is now. Yeah, so, Wentworth Miller plays Captain Cold. Uh, so, Wentworth Miller is probably best known, outside of Captain Cold these days, from Prison Break. Mm-hmm. And in fact, so I watched an episode of Prison Break after, you know, after I've seen all of all of Flash because I was just kind of wondering, so I mean like what's going on with this with this guy? Like does he always chew the scenery like this? Cuz man, he chews <laughs> the scenery. Yes, he does. And I love it. And I don't He's the largest scene chewer in the entire show. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> he he went he went to the same acting school as Al Pacino and Raul Julia. Yes. And, <laughs> and I absolutely love it. And then when you watch Prison Break, he plays it so straight, it's sad and disappointing. <laughs> but the the nice twist is that on that show, the whole point is, you know, he goes he goes into into the, the jail to try to break his brother out. And his brother on that show is played by Dominic Purcell, who on Flash plays Heatwave. Ah, yes. So yeah, that's right. You got that nice Prison Break Flash crossover thing. So that mm-hmm. was I. W- once I saw that, I kind of appreciated the casting. I I actually. So let's Dominic Purcell. You think that was deliberate. I I'm sure it was deliberate. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it was. <laughs> I wonder if they ever tried to say it was like a uh, coincidence or something. God. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> so these two guys, they have been in a ton of stuff, though. So just just like looking through. All right, so you got, you know, the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. I think they might have been on an, an Arrow at some point. I don't actually know. So Wentworth Miller was in Young Justice, played Deathstroke. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, I don't even think we mentioned that in the hero talk on Young Justice. But hmm. yeah, he played Deathstroke, so... You have uh you have that. He was Chris Redfield in the Resident Evil movie series. Oh, he was. Yeah. I, I blocked I, so much I, of that series out of my mind. I had to. In fact, I had to stare at it a couple times to think, was that like a straight to TV or what was that? So, um, And then he's had a bunch of bit parts and a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, that's Wentworth Miller. And then Dominic Purcell, uh, outside of... Outside of, obviously, Prison Break. So he was he was a small character in Equilibrium, the movie. 
I believe he was uh, he was a named character, but I think he, his name wasn't spoken. I think he was just like sort of a tough guy uh, cleric that was in there. He was in Blade Trinity, Mission Impossible 2. I feel bad because I've seen all these things and I don't remember him. <laughs> well, yeah, because the thing is, is he's sort of a hulking, brutish kind of guy. So he plays hulking, brutish people. Yeah, that's his that's his calling. That's where he makes his money. Uh, let's see. It's a TV movie, Invincible, which I, I normally don't mention TV movies because they're silly, but I actually like that one. That was on, I think, TNT. I have the DVD for it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we're, well, that's it for, for him. We're not going to go too far down the rabbit hole for this guy. But So, yeah, a lot of it's a lot of fun seeing those two again. And, oh, man, Wentworth Miller, I love watching him act. I love that when he just... I, just the way he plays it, I really appreciate just... I, I I mean, not I hate to use the word chewing the scenery over and over again, but that's what he does. <laughs> it's... It, 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 it really, it's, it's the best way to, to describe it. He chews the scenery. Yeah. And I mean, like, quite Everyone frankly, else, like, plays it more or less straight, but he, yeah. he just hams it up so much. <laughs> you know, if you're going to play Captain Cold, and you're going to have a cold gun and you're going to try to pretend like you're keeping up with the fastest man alive, yes, that's what you do. <laughs> you uh, you chew the scenery because that's the only way you're going to make it work. Can I say, I'm I'm really glad that they kept like the fur trim for his suit. Yes. <laughs> yes. His suit is so ridiculous, and they kept it, and I love that. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> so... You know what? I can I just bring up another point that I, I thought of now. Absolutely. And as long as we're just going on talking about whatever. Um so Central City. Central would imply central. Very definitively on a coast. Yes. Yes it is. Maybe yeah, actually no. <laughs> that makes no sense to me at all. I mean it is it is definitely on a coast. Oh, absolutely, for sure, on a coast. I mean at one point in season two or season three, I forget which King Shark swims. From Star City to Central City via the coast, so I don't get it. I, but it's I, not Coast City; it's Central no, City. <laughs> not, don't be confused. There is a Coast City, which maybe is inland. No, it's because the, they actually—I think—they show Coast City one time. So Coast City is actually still on a coast too. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's they—they they had to have that that skyline, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that they're like filmed in the same place, the same city, because they film up what, Vancouver, don't they? Or that I think area? Vancouver, yeah. But <laughs> it's just, it's funny. I'm sorry. All right. All right. So, Gorilla Grodd, I, I know I'm skipping way ahead, but uh, kind of like Grodd, was voiced by David uh, Sabalov. And it sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, so he is he is he is a voice actor and has done a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me just list a few of them. So he was Depth Charge from Beast Wars. He was Drax the Destroyer in the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Also oh, voiced Drax okay. in the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Um and I think they might have shown up in the Hulk show. I think they tried to cross all those shows over. Lord Tiger and Spider Man Unlimited, if you remember that show. The- I do. That was such a blatant <laughs> Batman Beyond wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that was. But anyway, we're not gonna, we're not going to spend too much time on that. Yeah. Let's see. In Transformers Prime, he played Shockwave, and he was Lobo in Young Justice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I recognize him from yeah. uh, a few of those roles that he's done. Okay. Yeah. So there's now he has a lot of video game roles too that I I can't I couldn't even begin to list all the different video games that he's been in. Uh, primarily he plays uh quote unquote additional voices. So. There's not going to be too many that you'll recognize right off the bat, but mm-hmm. um, he, he, than, he has that voice. Yeah. 
Other than he voices Drax in like the Disney Infinity games. Right. He, he is now the definitive voice of Drax, I think. Sorry, Dave Batista. <laughs> um, you still got the movies. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so recently in Injustice 2, he was the voice of Dr. Fate. So there's something. There's a recent one. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there we go. That was Gorilla Grodd. I'm trying to think. Any other big villains we want to talk about other than the obvious one that we have to talk about? Um, We kind of already mentioned General Eiling. Yeah, General Eiling. It's Clancy Brown. Uh, Clancy Brown's been mentioned on Hero Talk so many times. I, I, I almost don't want to waste the time talking about what else he's been in. I will always remember him as the Kurgan. Yeah. Oh, so, so, um, not a villain, but worth mentioning. Uh, so we had Firestorm show up. In, yes. In, uh, in this show. So Firestorm, uh, was the combination of, uh, Professor Stein and Ronnie Raymond. I, I don't like the Ronnie Raymond version of Firestorm, and it's nothing personal. It's just that it was Jefferson Jackson when I started reading the comic book. Ah. Uh. So I, you know, I never actually got into, I never actually got into the Ronnie Raymond series. And now I think he comes back later in the comics, but the only run I have ever done of Firestorm has been when it was Jefferson Jackson. So that's the oh, only okay. that's the only run I've ever read. So I, I don't I don't really like the Ronnie Raymond, but he is played by it's Robbie Amell, right? It's not Robert. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Amell's brother. Is it? I thought it was his cousin. I thought it was his brother. <laughs> huh? Oh well, shoot. Now we gotta look at that. Look that up. All right, <laughs> as we race to find it. This is what Felicity and Cisco do right now. What we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me hack this this internet real quick. Hang on, uh, I need to get into this satellite and figure out who. Well, look when up, you look uh, up Robert Amell, it's, uh, <laughs> Robert Amell wife is, like, the first thing it suggests for me. Look up his, I got, I'm at his Wikipedia right now. Canadian actor and model. He is handsome. Uh, <laughs> best known for playing Stephen Jameson in The Tomorrow People. I disagree. Ronnie Raymond, Firestorm, Deathstorm, and CW's The Flash. Got it. Fred Jones in Scooby-Doo, The Mystery Begins, and he voices Fred from Scooby-Doo, I guess. <laughs> Those weren't live action, as far as I know. I don't know. All right. Uh, Mel, son of something and something Amel. His first cousin, actor Steve Amel from Arrow. Boom. Huh. Right there. Oh, well, I was wrong. There it is. There Once it is. again, this is why you're the host. Yep. I won the Google <laughs> off. <laughs> so Dr. Martin Stein, uh, played by Victor Garber, who, you know, goes on to have a major role in Legends of Tomorrow, but a lot of people know him. He was in Titanic. Uh, he was in Argo. I'm trying to think. Sleepless in Seattle. It was in Argo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just never like remember. I, I'm I'm so bad at this <laughs> section of Hero Talk when it comes to like the cast. Like, oh yeah, I was in that, wasn't it? And he? who else they've yeah, and who else they've been in? I'm uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm really proud of myself. The times when I don't check the IMDb and I just know who they are off the top of my head. But sometimes I I like I like to double check myself so I don't actually come out here and say like, and he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and it turns out he wasn't. And everyone's looking at me saying, why Why would you say that? But, yeah, so he, everyone's seen him, and he's been in a, a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah, he was. He was in uh, He was in the town. He didn't. He was not credited for the role, but he was in the town. I remember he was, like, the uh, assistant something or other. And he was the voice of Sinestro on uh, Green Lantern First Flight, which I, I, I want to say was a... Uh, that was one of those directus directed DVD movies, must maybe. Must have been. This is the first I'm even hearing of that one. So. Yeah, that was the one where uh, Chris Maloney played... Uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, hmm. Chris Maloney from Law and Order SVU. Hmm. I was actually really impressed with that casting. Uh, although they they didn't really do the oath in that, but yeah, so he played he played Sinestro in that. All right, so let's talk the trickster. Ah, uh, yes, I was wondering when when we would get to him. Yeah, I mean we 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 have to right because first of all, and this is huge, Mark Hamill reprised the role of the trickster that he played in the '90s Flash series. 
Yes. Uh, did you watch the 90s Flash series? I have not. I know um, I know. I knew Mark Hamill was the trickster in that series, and I knew, um, my John God, Wesley I just Shipp. had his name. Yeah. But you know who I'm talking about, uh, Barry Allen's father. Yeah, so John Wesley Shipp, who, who yes. plays Barry Allen's father, he was the Flash in that. Yes. And, in fact, there is uh, one more, too. Is there? Christina McGee from Mercury Labs, played by Amanda Pays. Mm-hmm. Tina McGee was also a character in the original Flash series. She worked for Star Labs, also played by Amanda Pace. Huh. So there was there was three major alums, and I think some other person from Flash showed up but got killed off really quickly, just as a just sort of there, just to be the the cameo. But yeah, so Mark Hamill and Amanda Pays both played the same character from the old Flash TV show, and in which case uh, John Wesley Shipp just played Flash's dad, which I think kind of works out for what they were doing here. Yeah. So so yeah, those were. So we were able to at least pull those off. So Mark Hamill reprises the role, and they even used some of the still shots of him as the trickster because the the whole setup there is that he was was he was like he was an old villain and an old serial killer, or and then he got put in jail and his son's trying to break him out. Basically, yeah, he was like before the the superhero times, he was a supervillain, mm-hmm. like like running around with a he, he basically. The Joker, the trickster, yeah. you know? <laughs> they, they play the trickster a lot like the Joker, but when it's Mark Hamill, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. So I, I forgive them. Yeah, but basically the trickster was basically the Joker running around, and like the police caught him, and then his son was trying to break him out. That, that's how that whole thing went down. Yeah, but, I mean, we at least got to see him do some trickstery type stuff, which was fun. Yep. And, you know, got this... I really appreciate how he's able to just kind of put himself back because it, it really felt like I was watching that trickster role again. I mean, for me, I mean, again, I haven't seen the nice Flash, but yeah. I, I definitely had it definitely had shades of mm-hmm. Joker yeah. to it. If you were looking for it, I think if you have the CW app, I want to say it's free on there or CW Seed. I think it's just available to stream for free online. Huh. So yeah, I, I'll, I have I'll, it on I'll my roof. That. But yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Um, I, th- I think he did good for the one episode he was in as the trickster. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Mark Hamill. I mean, go figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did he did fine. There's not a whole lot you can say about it. So, anyway, uh, one other person I guess we can point out. Peyton List plays Lisa Snart, who's... Okay, so she should be the Golden Glider, but I don't think they ever actually say those words. They do. Describe, do they call... I thought yeah, they just Cisco called Yeah, at one point says Golden Glider. Did he? I, yes. Okay, I thought he, they called her Glimmer or something, but no I don't golden. know if, they, if it's stuck or not, but yeah. that was one of the names... Cisco said for her it would be Golden Glider. That's her comic book name, but right. it's, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of many of the names that people get in the comic books, but. Yeah, it was, it was a different time when most of these mm-hmm. people were created. Yeah, but she's from, let's see, she was in Mad Men. She had a recurring role in Mad Men and uh, Frequency. She's in Frequency, which was on the CW, which they advertised a lot for, uh, for, when I watch these shows live, they advertise frequency a lot, and that's kind of how I how I remember her. So anyway, I think are we done with cast? Do you think I is there anybody think... else? Do we really want to talk about the Pied Piper? I guess kind oh, of. Oh God, <laughs> he becomes more important later, I guess. But played by Andy Mientis, I think that's I actually do think that's how you say that. I will say like they got across the the whole entitled know it all vibe very well with yeah. him. To the point, like, I, I I actively hated his character, but I, I don't blame mm-hmm. it on the actor. It's just they did it very well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's in terms of the actor, he's really he does mo- mostly theater work. He's not he's not really does a lot of screen work. Um, 
But so he plays the Pied Piper, Hartley Rathaway. And the only reason I bring him up is because in season two, uh, they kind of re-wicker his character a little bit. And Yes, they do. And they, they change things. So that was worth noting. All right, now we're done with the cast. All right. So now that we're done with the cast, I'm going back to my notes. You ever notice that a lot of armored cars take a lot of deserted, desolate, abandoned roads in Central City? I have noticed this, yes. They uh, they do not like to stick to major roads or... No, they always go, always go with side roads where no one ever is. Yeah, Perfect that's... place for an ambush. I know. It's like it's almost <laughs> like you want the money to be taken, which was kind of ridiculous. And I, I just want to point this out. I'm really appreciative that I didn't have to go through an entire season. They didn't do an arrow, basically, where I didn't have to go through an entire season of hearing the Flash referred to as the streak. Oh, God. Yes. I'm so, I'm so glad that that took maybe four or five episodes, and then they established the Flash, and then that was it. I like how even even like Barry Allen was like, "Please call me something besides the streak." Like he he says that at one point. Like, every single time, the streak. every time they say the streak, in my head I start singing to myself the Ray Stevens song. <laughs> well, yes, they call him the streak. Every time the streak is such a terrible name and i'm thinking like oh this is going to be the new hood and oh it's so bad yeah i'm so like hood, pull a hood with it with because they did that for all of season one of arrow mm-hmm. all of season one it was killing me um another thing uh i'm really happy that joe actually pointed out something that we said on hero talk that just because the arrow stops killing people the other ones still count yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remembered that i was like oh yes you, you still murdered all those people. It's like, it doesn't go away. All right, so here's when Iris finally figures out who the Flash is, because in all the times that they have talked with each other, interacted with each other and everything, he's never zapped her before, apparently. Apparently, yes. Which is, is kind of weird. I guess maybe it wouldn't have mattered if it was Barry Allen. She would just think it was lightning sickness. Speaking of which, that lightning-induced psychosis, that was a funny gag. It was. That was that was probably one of my favorites, where... Where Eddie comes up and he hugs him like I am uh, so I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like stop like what, what's what's happening? It's like are you all right? I had no idea. And he's like yeah, psychosis, sudden bursts of emotion and affection, and it's like <laughs> he said he thought he had ESP. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I th- I thought oh I thought that was probably my my favorite my favorite setup from the whole thing. I th- it was just <laughs> how, when they set that up and then the payoff was was perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I'm g- glad they're calling him the Flash, and and but so Iris finds out, and she just walks into Star Labs and sees Barry sitting there without his mask on, and they're like, "Oh," she's like, "Yes, I know oh, who you are." Okay, and, and, but they just so, it just occurs to you, like he, he sits around without his mask on all the time. How has that never happened before? How do you? How does somebody come to Star Labs and you don't know about it? That's that's the worst part of Star Labs. I'm so glad you brought this up. It is like the most open hideout. <laughs> yeah. Like people just walk in all the time. <laughs> yeah. On it, they they literally do. They just walk into Star Labs. There's even I think I think it was season two, they they say something like, Oh yeah, we, we actually added security to Star Labs and security just doesn't work. Like people just still just walk in. Yeah. It's like what is it's like this is worse than Arkham Asylum. It's like the reverse of Arkham Asylum. It, it really <laughs> everyone can just get to Star Labs. It's not secure. <laughs> At one point, doesn't Eiling bring a whole group of soldiers there yeah, and he manages whole, like, to get troop. in the front door and get into an elevator before anyone <laughs> figures in the it out. Elevator. It's like... yeah. And if nobody's watching the elevator cam, they have no idea. People could escape from the their little their little labyrinth and nobody would know. No. <laughs> it is such a stupid and terrible thing. I, I just 
I can't believe... Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just can't believe that they didn't do better. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Any any specific thing? I've I've run through all of my notes. Uh, yeah, Star Labs. Uh, very. Uh, they should at the very least have like a back room for like treating Barry or something, not just right in in the front of the front door by the elevator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They. they that's they always do it right by the elevator too. People have. Yeah. For, for they they keep talking about how it's such a big facility, but then. Everyone seems to be able to find that main one large lab very easily. Yeah, it's like, well, it's, it's a big facility, but most of it seems to be for the the uh, the accelerator. Right. And like, yeah. it seems like all the actual stuff is done in like two rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thought: why does why does the Reverse Flash need a time machine when they've very well established in the show that speedsters can just shoot through time? Um, this is me speculating. Okay, I'm but, okay with it. Yeah. So even though speeches can run through time in season in like in later seasons of the flash they introduce the um with a time rates is that what yeah, they're called yeah i think that's what they called them so i think he, by using a time machine he was avoiding those because he's a lot more careful about his time travel than Barry ever is so i think mm-hmm. that that's my speculation he's avoiding uh, time rates he just, he just doesn't want a time wraith coming after him which is right. fair uh so here's another thought and i'm just we're, well let's let's talk about Eddie Thawn and his his sacrifice Okay. Which is is well played out in terms of you know when when you want to finally beat the bad guy and you so you just I'll just erase you from existence. Uh-huh. The, the paradox of they're only where they are right now because of his existence. Technically, Eddie shooting himself should reset the timeline back to like regular Wells. Everybody goes back yeah, to what they're doing. This is and Barry why doesn't I make... hate time travel. <laughs> and then you have and then like fawn keeps showing up so what was the point of eddie killing himself if you're still here the only thing it managed to do was erase that thawne at that one point in time right but all the other thawne seem to be still be kicking around somewhere i and, think and maybe maybe they've put an end to that by now but i don't i, I mean i i have a feeling where we haven't seen the last of you aboard thawne i feel like it's like that's basically a, like a, a trait of his character at this point it's like just like just like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is a billionaire. Eobard Thawne is a time paradox. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. going to be there. <laughs> he's just he's just a walking paradox. Yeah, yeah. I'm especially when he when he shows up in later episodes and he's then shown to not even be a threat anymore. I think I'm really bothered by that. I would appreciate yeah, where he at least always be a threat. Yeah, at least when he shows up, let him be a threat. You know, let him let him actually matter. Let let it be like, oh no, Reverse Flash is here. All hands on deck instead of letting him be delegated to the legends to deal with. Talk about which, uh, which again, you know, this goes back to how fast Barry is. Reverse Flash is basically as fast, if not faster, at times. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't have a problem dealing with the legends either. You know, it's it's like by the time they, they turn to look at him, he should have knocked them all out. It's, I don't know. If we ever do Legends Hero Talk, and let me tell you, I'm going to have to be pretty desperate to start doing a Legends Hero Talk, but <laughs> I'm so, I just don't like Legends of Tomorrow, and I almost, I don't want to talk about it. Especially, I mean, if if the time travel paradoxes in The Flash bothered me, can you even imagine how Legends oh, affects me? Oh, dear lord. <laughs> there, there, there are time travel problems in, like, every episode. <laughs> every single episode. And also, the reverse Flash is also bad at using his powers in Legends of Tomorrow, which also oh, God. bothers me it's so like, much. It's like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> it is. It, it absolutely is. And it drives me nuts. 
just the idea that that Thawne, he should be super. I mean, technically, he was able to keep up with the the super powered twenty twenty four Flash, yes. who's supposed to be so fast that his body vibrates just like Thawne's does when we mm-hmm. see him show up at the last episode, and he right. kind of waves Barry off and says, "No, don't do that. Don't cause Flashpoint." Just trust me on this. Don't, <laughs> Don't do that. Do and then he goes and does it anyway. Yes, he does, because it's Barry. He messes up the timelines, Barry. but he does. Oh, stinking Barry. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll save it for, for season two. <laughs> yeah. He's always messing up the timeline. I'll save Flashpoint for season two. That's uh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, another thing. Yeah. So, they're prepping up for the, this is the, the final episode mm-hmm. of season one. And they're prepping up. They're, they're, you know, Flash is gonna, you know, run really fast and time travel. He's gonna, you know, try to save his mother. And uh, while he's doing that, uh, like a little portal opens up, and this hat falls out of it. And you know, we, we recognize, you know, the hat, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, hey, it's 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 the the classic Flash yeah. hat. You know, it's, it's Jay Garrick Flash. Jay Garrick's hat. Yeah. That's right. And it's like, and he he, he Thawne sees this, and he's just like, oh, I need to leave right now. So, <laughs> so it's like, was he worried? Like, basically, my question is, did he know about what was to come in season two, or yeah. <laughs> was he just worried about Jay Garrick, like the Flash? Yeah, maybe he, maybe he, because he he would have known all about Zoom. I think, yeah. and he just wanted to get out of there before Zoom showed up. I, I guess that he saw that he was just, oh, I'm zooming out of here. Ha-ha. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get out of here for Zoom. <laughs> Stupid Zoom. Anyway. <laughs> And oh, when you when you catch up, wait till you see what happens with Zoom. I mean, I've seen season two. No, I mean with Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Z- <laughs> Z- Zoom also shows up in Legends. Oh, I'm not going to ruin it. You get to you get to see it and you get okay. to enjoy it. I'll have to start watching that whole crop of seasons. Yeah, you you. If I have to suffer, you have to suffer. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I stopped watching all the CW shows after season four of Arrow. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to like catch up at some point just to see what all they've done. Yeah, I've passed that. I have I have caught up and and I have kept up and I don't like it. <laughs> I and I don't know what I'm going to do because it it was all it it took me so much effort just to catch up with with the four shows and now they're adding a fifth. Oh, I gotta start watching Supergirl too. Ah! That's right, Supergirl. Supergirl's she's she's right in there with them, although she doesn't cross over nearly as much. Well, that but, makes sense. But, you know, I mean, she's on a different Earth. She's on Earth yeah, 38, I think it is. So, They established what Earth it really is, but then I want to say it was 38, but I don't know if that's ever actually spoken or if it was just in, like, a, it was just a scroll underneath at one point in time when Cisco went flying through it. I don't know. But yeah, Supergirl's on a different Earth. All right. Well, you know what? I think I I think we've talked this one to death. Well, somehow nitpicking it and not actually going episode by episode, but I'm okay with that. It can't, it's, somehow, yeah. Yeah. These are these I are a long se- season, so there was no way we could talk about every episode. That's oh, yeah, it is ridiculous. like what, like twenty five, twenty three seasons or, or twenty three episodes. In no, this, I was about to say, damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I guess now is the time when Hero Talk we'd say what our favorite part was. So Axelon, what was your favorite part of Flash season one? This is going to be kind of cheating, but I'm okay with that. Uh, it was my favorite part of season one had to do with Diggle. <laughs> I know. And, yep, I know where this is going. Go ahead. So it's like right when he first sees uh, Barry's speed, and he just freaks out. <laughs> that is that is my favorite running joke in the entire yes. Flareoverse. Is that yes? I, I love it. Is that Diggle is just freaked out by how fast Barry is. Like and cool. it, every time, 
calm, professional Diggle, and like he just can't, he just can't understand it. Like he can't wrap his mind around. It. Yeah, and it, it's and it shows up. It shows up every time they they cross over. Yes, every, every single time, time it, it, it with a flash. It flips him out, and th- it was the first one. It was so great. He's just like he, he just look. He's he's almost catatonic, and he just says. You're fast. Yeah, he, he has no words. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he because he's eating his his big belly burger and his fries, and like Barry just like pops in. He's like, "Hey guys!" And he just, he just like all the all the fries they just go everywhere. Yeah, and he just like stares at him for five minutes. It's like you're fast. I know that's all he says. Is you're fast. And then <laughs> he's like, "Didn't you tell him?" He's like, "It's a little different in person." <laughs> Seeing then, is then, believing. Yeah, and then he he runs away, and Diggle turns. He's like, "Is this not freaking you out?" <laughs> No, I'll give you that. No, there's that. That's perfectly valid because it it is my favorite running joke in, in the entire series. I, every time there's a crossover, I'm just waiting for Diggle to get freaked out by how fast the Flash is. Yes. So, and, all right. So my favorite part, and this was a, uh, I don't remember what episode it was. It might have been the the Grod one. It might have been the one before at the trap. I think it was the trap, which was uh, the episode right before the Grod. Uh, and it was the flashback with. Uh, Doctor Wells talking to Barry in a coma. Oh, and, I know, I know where you're going. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was just a great character moment because it, it's I mean Barry's out, and so it's just Tom Cavanaugh playing Eobard Thawne better than anyone else who plays Eobard Thawne on the show does, and just saying the whole "I could end it right now." And it's like you're so young. <laughs> he's just looking at him. He's like, I can't believe yeah. how long, young you look. And you know, because he's I, the, when the Flash didn't become Flash till 2020 in his original timeline. Right. So. And the show, when did the show start? 2015? So he's he's expecting somebody a good seven years older in his 30s. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at this this young mid-20s Flash, and he's just like, I can't believe how lo- young you even look. He's like, I could just end you now, but I need you. <laughs> and and it's it was just Tom Cavanaugh's performance really encapsulated. And one of my favorite aspects of it is that he doesn't play Eobard Thawne as like the hand-wringing villain, like, I fooled you all, ha-ha. It's, it was me, Barry. <laughs> yeah, it was me all along because it, they really show that he, um, because he's been he's been in that world for fifteen years. You know, he's been he 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 integrated himself almost fully, basically. Yeah, and so he he's worked with Cisco and he's worked with Caitlin and he's impressed by them and he actually is fond of them and then he actually ends up growing fond of Barry. Point where you know he says like nothing is forgiven, Flash, but I I can't. I mean he's he's very clear nothing's forgiven. But then after he works with him for so long, he just he can't help himself. He even he even gives the tape to make sure that that Barry's dad gets out of prison because yeah it exonerates him. Yeah, because he's just he's just grown to appreciate the Flash even more, which is just it's just amazing to me that you know, you. Even it, after we find out he's the reverse Flash, which again happens fairly early on, uh, Harrison Wells is still there backing people up. He's still being a mentor. He still wants to help yes. people out. That's he- why, in my opinion, he was the best villain for the Flash. Like basically, you know, all the time, just because like he had that dynamic that no one else really does. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I mean, he showed, and that's uh, that's why I really like uh, the episode where, yeah, out of time. I think is the actual episode. It was episode fifteen, the one where uh, Harrison Wells kills kills Cisco because you see right. how sad and upset he is that like, he has were, to kill. You Cisco. were like a son to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. He didn't want to do it. He really didn't want to do it because he actually. But so you have this guy who's evil enough that yeah, I will kill you in order to keep my secret, in order to make sure that I, I can preserve. Barry's speed so that I can get back to my time, but he doesn't want to do it because he likes these people, and it's 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 an incredible dynamic, 
And that scene where he's talking to Barry in the coma and he's thinking about how easy it would have been and how he wished he could have been there. But yet, you know, he's watched you grow up. He's watched all your Little League games. He's like come to really get to know Barry. And while nothing's forgiven, he just he has this very uneasy appreciation and almost a love for Barry that he doesn't want. It's very involuntary. It's very inadvertent. You know, Mm -hmm. he just wanted to stalk the Flash, but now he ends up coming to appreciate the Flash and you almost wish there was some way, if we're going to have Eobard Thawne showing up every other week, let it be Tom Cavanaugh yes. instead of HR, because HR is just drove me nuts. That's that's my favorite part. And now it's time to score The Flash Season 1. And as I want to do, let me just remind my listening audience that review scores are dumb, and they don't matter. And whatever we're about to say should have no bearing on whether or not you should want to watch The Flash anyway. Because ideally, you've already watched season one of The Flash before you listen to Hero Talk. Otherwise, uh, sorry for all the spoilers. Because <laughs> there's a lot. We spoiled a lot. <laughs> we spoiled all of it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not you're not going to have any enjoyment of it now. But, Nitpick so... spoilers are the best kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So what, what would you score Flash season one? For The Flash season one, um, I would score it one messed up timeline. And what does that mean? I don't even know what one messed up timeline means. I don't even know why I said five messed up timelines. Barry just does that. Just, I don't know why I said 12 messed up timelines. It's just weird. <laughs> oh, Barry. Always screwing up the timeline. That's going to be the best explanation for any time they have to fix something in the flareovers from now on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Barry messed it up. Yeah, even on, even on Arrow. If something happens on Arrow that they want to undo, they're just going to have somebody screw up the timeline. Yeah, if there's a continuity error, it's because Barry did it. Although, ironically enough, when, when the Legends screw up the timeline, it doesn't go to any of the other shows. Oh, no. No, only only when Flash does it. Because people know that people aren't actually watching Legends of Tomorrow. Like, somehow it's getting another season. I want that <laughs> oh, explained. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> anyway, so I think I would give Flash the score of Grod Hate Banana. Yes! <laughs> Which I, I really appreciate that he hates bananas. <laughs> he was so so menacing. And, of course, the, Grodd only works being that menacing because Grodd's not actually there. They didn't really get a giant gorilla. I'm 95% sure. So that whole scene only works when Jesse Martin can play I am scared of the giant gorilla, and he did. And he <laughs> Does says, the hey, giant gorilla want a banana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gives him the banana. <laughs> he just looks at him, and he just says, what doesn't he say exactly? Grod hate banana. Yeah, he says it just like that, except more menacing. Grod yes. hate banana. <laughs> it's, so there we go. That is is my score. For The Flash, Season 1. And there we go. All right, so now we come to final thoughts there. So, excellent. Do you have any final thoughts for uh, the listening audience? I would like to thank all the loyal viewers of Hero Talk for once again tuning in. Check us out on all our associated sites. Yeah, you should check out you check out uh, Hero Talk uh, both on the, the site, and you can also find us on iTunes and all the, others, all the other glorious. I think we're on, let's see, what are we on now? I've I spent a good time getting us on stuff. So we're on Stitcher and we're on um, iTunes and we're on Google Play. Yeah, and YouTube. Yeah, you should check it out on YouTube. We actually post the uh, Hero Talks on there as well. So, in fact, I like what you did for uh, the Hero Bites episode two when I revealed the the real Hero Talk and you had. Oh yeah, you like that? I like that. No, I did. I was 
I was really a fan of that because I I wondered if you were gonna, if you were gonna do something with that, and I was like, let me see, let me see what he does. And I look and I'd like you show the the regular hero talking like, oh, he's gonna do it, isn't he? He's like, as soon as <laughs> soon as you put the regular banner up there, I knew it was coming. And I was just waiting for it, like, where is it? Where is it? And boom, the real hero talk. All right, so I don't really have any final thoughts other than I guess I plugged my own show, and I'm allowed to do that every now and then. So, Axelon, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Always glad to be here. Always, always fun to have you here. Always fun to talk uh, some Flareoverse with you. Uh, if you want to listen to any more of our podcasts, uh, you can go to Enthusiacs.com, or you can listen to my sister cast, Behind the Line Radio and Point Streak. For more of our content, for videos, interviews, and reviews, go to Enthusiacs.com. For our video content, of which Axelon posts something every day, I have I have a notification set. So I know for a fact it's every day. You can check out youtube.com slash enthusiacs. Uh, you can also find us Twitter at enthusiacs, and we're on Facebook. And until next time, my name is Judge Greg, and I am the fastest man alive. Music